What's going on, everybody? It is Monday, November 6th, and you have found a very special Sunday night edition of Pinwheels and Ivy Podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe, a.k.a. Father Zoe, and with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. I think the, the saddest thing about what we're going to talk about is just looking back is the dramatic downfall that was yep. Tim Anderson's career with the White Sox. Yep, yep, yep. And... Ladies and gentlemen, he finally doesn't have to work. That's I know, much. right? I know. It's very clutch. Uh, they were they were really screwing me on the weekend shifts. It was like four weekends in a row. Finally got a day off. So, But now i got to talk about Tim Anderson leaving. So is it really that good of a day off? Yep. Now, I know this isn't our normal Wednesday night show. This is a Sunday night show that we had to do because of breaking news. And we didn't want to let it marinate to Sunday. But for those of you that are new to watching the show live, like my friend Brad in the comments here, we say the next day when we do the recording because that's when it goes out on podcast world. So I'm, I learned I that the hard way. He did yeah. that once. I was like, wait a second. It's a yeah. Wednesday. You it's know, all like, good, Brad. It happens almost every episode. But yeah, that's why we do it for the people that don't get to catch it live and watch it tomorrow. Um, so the reason why are we doing a special Sunday night show? So, because the White Sox and the Cubs are going to look significantly different tomorrow or not tomorrow next season and tomorrow i guess too but the white Sox more than the cubs the cubs did lose a recognizable mate so we're gonna get into that uh we're gonna get into our opinions because the big one on the white Sox, which is not even try to hide it is the tim anderson situation uh i have a feeling that we're gonna have some varying opinions on this episode about what happened there uh so it's gonna be fun if you're watching us live, please uh, don't be shy. Get in the comments. Um, and, yeah, let's tap this keg. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, nigga, it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, As always, the show is brought to you by Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. Make sure you download the app, turn on push notifications, and you'll be the first to know everything and anything that happens in Chicago sports. From signings, from people not picking up options, from football, baseball, hockey, everything in between Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. Download the app, turn on push notifications, and this special Sunday episode is brought to you by Uncle Buds. 9700 South Cicero, if you're an OG Southsider like myself, it's where TC's used to be. Uh, They have a fantastic Sunday special for all the football games. They got a ton of TVs, they got the NFL ticket red zone going, drink deals, food deals. If you've got nothing to do on a Sunday, now you do. Head over to Uncle Buds. 
Uh, good to see some of our regulars coming in on the comments here. Uh, you guys just want to start with the big one? Let's go for it. I'm about to lose my mind with this Eagles. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're about to lose your bet, too. Uh, I can't believe that just happened. Yeah, it's Sunday, so there's going to be some distractions, people. But, Mitch, you and I can talk about all the watches his money go out the window. Um, I can't believe that just happened. But, for those of you that don't know, I don't know why you'd be here if you didn't, but after the World Series, after a designated amount of time, uh, that's when teams need to make some decisions. And they already have this decided. Like They don't just wake up three days after the World Series and like, let's talk about what we're going to do with Tim Anderson. Like This was already premeditated. But with the new regime in place for the Southsiders, people were very curious as to what they were going to do with Tim Anderson and his contract. Now, I'm trying not to skew opinions here. I'm just going to state some facts. For the White Sox, it was either pay him $14 million to play in the 2024 season or pay him a million dollars to go away. Tim Anderson was statistically one of the worst position players in all of baseball last year. Um, There you go, Aldo. He has been plagued by some injuries. He made a little bit of a comeback towards the end of the year last year when the games really didn't matter anymore, but all that mattered was he was hitting. That doesn't, no one cares about what situation that is, but there is a massive variance on what the White Sox should have done here, variance of opinions. And what the White Sox decided to do was pay Tim the million dollars to go away. Now, this was pretty surprising. You've heard me say on this show many, many times, if you listen to us regularly that I really thought that the White Sox were going to keep him for the 14 mil. Looking at the free agent market, the, they're terrible. There's no one under the age of 35 that's decent. And also, the going rate for a good shortstop is way more than $14 million a year. So in typical White Sox fashion, I thought they would take the the cheap option, the easy option, the, well, he's here anyways type option, because the White Sox have been known to do that. But maybe this is a sign of what this regime change is going to bring. Uh, As I mentioned, there is a wide variance of opinions on, from White Sox Twitter and White Sox fans on if this was a good move, if this was a bad move, or, you know, when it all comes down to it, you could have your opinions, which we all do, and we're going to get into that in a minute. But at the end of the day, until we see the corresponding moves, we just don't know. But there is, it is fair to judge this off of what we know of the ownership of this team and just history. But again, a new regime in place. So that's that. So that's kind of the backstory on what happened with Tim Anderson. And congratulations on your money, although they got down to the two-yard line, you lucky sack of shit. I want to thank Dallas for losing that. Because yeah. uh, the Eagles were doing everything possible they could, yes. to lose that game somehow. Uh, yes, but, we, for those of you that aren't <laughs> frequent listeners, uh, we like to dabble on sports wagering on this show. Uh, so we dabbled. Um, Mitch, I know me and you have different feelings on this. So in the spirit of fairness, go ahead. 
All righty. Uh, well, here's where I'm at on the move in general. Like you said, it kind of does depend on the corresponding moves. To me, the only way this makes any sense, given their history, which I'll get into, is if that 15 million or 14 million that they're saving is being spent on someone that's going to help them win in 2025 and beyond. But otherwise, if you're looking at it, here's where it like bothers me a little bit. Number one, you could have traded him if you weren't going to pick up that option at the trade deadline last year. Now, I get it was a new regime in there, and I get he was having a bad year, but there's still another year of control with that option, and he still had a lot of good years of hitting before that. So you could have gotten some value instead of just letting him walk for nothing. That's number one. Number two, you got Colson Montgomery, who's not ready to be in the big leagues yet. It would be wise to give him another year. You don't want to rush him up. You need a bridge shortstop. There's not any better free agent shortstops than you're going to have over Tim Anderson. If you bring him back for that 14, especially for 14 million. Now, even if you're not contending, you bring him back for that 14 million. You could once again flip him at the deadline, especially if he raises his value. Last 15 games of the year, he was batting over 300. He was starting to kind of find a rhythm. And I think a lot of his struggles, as we mentioned, he was a bad hitter last year. No getting around that. But I think he's earned the benefit of the doubt with his track record. I mean, he had the highest average in the MLB heading into this year since 2019. That's not easy to do. It's not easy to become a batting champion. The offense goes as he goes. And I think a year to reset where he didn't have all the baby mama drama and off-field distractions, I think would have done him some good. And I do think he could have rebounded. So – that would be the other thing. Like you lost him for essentially nothing, which bothers me. You need a bridge shortstop, which now I don't know what they're going to do there, which bothers me. And the other thing is too, that people aren't looking at, you still need a second baseman. Tim said he would play second if he got shortstop money. So say he does increase his value. Then all of a sudden they maybe want to extend him. You can bring him back at short. There's so many ways they could have played that by bringing him back. I, I was, that's why it was confusing to me. Even if you're not playing on contending, letting him walk, unless you're spending that money on someone's going to help him down the road. Um, I, I didn't agree with it. I will say this, though, before I turn it over to you. I mean, it uh-huh. is showing that Chris Getz is putting his money where his mouth is as far as, like, wanting to shake up the culture around here because 101 lost team, uh, he's, you know, they're, they're blowing it up. So I'm not surprised about that, and I understand that side of the argument, but um, it still was a little was a little surprising. So, here's my thing, and before I go off on this, I do want to acknowledge I was and still am a fan of Tim Anderson, and I do recognize – that he is arguably one of the best shortstops the White Sox have ever had. I will, I'm not trying to downplay his entire career, but we need to talk about like now, right? Because that's what this move is about is now. So I want to get that out of the way so people aren't just like, oh, he's a hater. I've, I have five years of tape of me doing this every week where you can find me being nothing but supportive for Tim Anderson. So that all being said, I totally agree with this move. And the reason why I agree with this move is because Tim was bad. As I mentioned, statistically, was although was he the worst or second worst? I think uh, either, either him or Javier Baez. Either first yeah. or second worst, and the other guy was Javier Baez. Right. And <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's not just shortstop. That's all base, eligible. Base all qualified hitters. All qualified position player hitters in baseball statistically he was the worst or second worst i think he had so, the i think he did rank dead last like in power i know power right. has always been his game but like it was just bad and so bad. one of the things that i'm praying and pleading for white Sox fans to take out of their vocabulary is the word rebound or bounce back because we've done this to ourselves 
for so many years. We're like, well, what if he has a bounce back year? Because he was good two years, three years ago. We got to stop doing that. Now, I understand the the being upset that they let him go for no reason. But if you don't think that they did their due diligence, seeing if there was any takers, folks, I'm just going to say it. I won't be surprised if he's playing in Korea or China next season. Like, he was that bad. And he carries a lot of baggage. And there's a lot of other shit outside of baseball that teams aren't thrilled about. Wouldn't be surprised, but I really do think he ends up in Major League Baseball, even as a second baseman, like Vish said. But I just don't think – and so what's the best, best case scenario if they pay him the 14 mil? He comes back and hits decently. We're not, we haven't even talked about the fielding yet. The fielding's been horrendous. No, that's been bad. And so what's what's the best case scenario? They pay him to 14 mil. He comes back. What's he going to hit? Let's say a, on the upside of what he just did. I know he finished around 300 in the last couple games, but let's go season long. He's batting what? Like two, we'll be generous, like 275. And he only has a handful of errors. What's the market for an often injured ex-batting champ that can't play defense? You know what I'm that's I'm teams just traded for Paul DeYoung and he was terrible too. I mean there's is always that, a market that, if you got a guy with is, pedigree. Is that you? That was that me, yeah. yeah. Right. I didn't know if that was your fits. I'll tell you uh, well here. I'll tell you guys the best the best case scenario is Tim well, Anderson. You're like goes, the moderator of this conversation, although as the, the Tim, Tim Anderson comes back. Uh, and I am gonna be bad because I, I I did agree with him. I love this move from Chris Getz. Uh, shows that he's ready mm-hmm. to move on. Uh, he's trying to put his own stamp and not just doing the same things over and over again. But but maybe not because we'll get to some of the other reports later right. <laughs> right. Um, right. that I think is just crazy. Um, not great. Tim Anderson. So best case scenario, get the field 14 million. Tim Anderson comes back. He does ball out again. He hits 320. Yep. But then the Sox, the Sox are just not going to be that good. He gets traded at the deadline. You get an all right piece. Maybe That's like best case, right? Maybe someone's top 15 prospect. Better like, than yeah, losing for nothing. And well, this However, is no, Mitch. This is best case scenario. Like, this like is an th- that's the thing. Scenario. That's best case scenario. And let's say you don't trade them. The White Sox are somewhat competitive because, again, they keep saying, "Hey, we're in a weak division. We just have to compete with guys winning like eighty-five games. That's all we got to do." Fine. Yep. He does that. He still balls out. He has a great season. Then he prices himself out of the White Sox because we know the White yep. Sox don't pay big in free agency. So no matter what, it's not like wait. Like 2024, no matter what, in my eyes, was going to be Tim Anderson's last year with the Sox. Because either one, he balls out, prices himself out, or two, he sucks again. Why would you want to keep him around? Um, or you trade him. Now, going back to the, again, that's the best case scenario. He's he's going to be 31 next summer. I know we keep saying, it, you know, 2023 was bad. 2022, he had two good months, then he got injured, and then ever since that injury that he had at the end of May, he's just not the same player. Nope. And yes, you can make the arguments like, well, hey, he's had these injuries, that's why his numbers haven't been that good. But at the same time, it hasn't been just one or two months, it wasn't just half a season. Now it's like, you know, a year and a half, or like nearly two years where he's just been bad. And then we get to the fielding. And this is what uh, our guy from the 108, Beefloaf, Mr. Delicious, has been saying. He is just not a major league shortstop anymore. No. He, I think he fitted, he graded out as the worst defensive shortstop by like a lot. 
So he is right now, if somebody wants him, they're like, all right, you're our second baseman because you have you're hurting us on defense at shortstop. He's the second baseman. And I this is why I, this this is a surprising move to me, at least from an outside perspective, uh, for the White Sox. Because to me, it would have been just classic White Sox, like, all right. That's what I'm saying. He still has a lot of fans, 14 million, and we'll keep him around. Yep. Like that would have been, here. I think that would have been the easy move. That's the easy yeah. move. So like, yeah, yeah. You know, most of the fans still like him. <laughs> hey, let's get that bounce back here. Maybe he will rebound. And I it's just, just like, well, I mean, okay. He, and that's why lost. he's the final point. And again, I think uh, Beefloaf made this video. It's like he made the, I think he made the, uh, the comparison to Bo Jackson, where guys get an injury, they lose that athleticism. And that's really what was taking them over the edge. And you've said that getting, on here. Getting to that point of that success. For a while. Yeah. And it's like, you, you kind of look at the numbers. Aging shortstops who just get that sharp decline don't just bounce back up all of a sudden. They just don't. They just don't. And I I, I know you, for White Sox fans, I get it. Because, I mean, I went through this with, uh, I love Chris Bryant. I love uh, uh, Javier Baez. Like, those are two of my guys. And looking at how they've, whether it's injuries or just flat out bad performance, sometimes, you know, sometimes teams, even when we hate them, do make the right decision sometimes. <laughs> no, and yeah. look, that is all a very fair point. And that's why I think that's why I preface mine with it depends where that money is spent. Um, but if you don't spend that money, then you just lost it for nothing. And you're also getting Tim on a contract year. So he's going right. to be more motivated than ever. And I still say, I still believe that the talent is there. And he had another, if he had another reset that he could have improved his value a little bit. But you, I you mean, could have could, made the argument that this year was his contract year. He just cost himself $13 million because yeah. he's not, he's not going to get anything close to 14 million. No, 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 no. No, he's I not. I don't know. And, if you want to think about it too, maybe they did Tim a favor. Maybe not they're letting Tim go out there and play his own market, represent himself, figure out which Japanese team he wants to go to. You know, <laughs> uh, I need my guy uh, Ben from White Sox Twitter to make that meme with Shaq going Nihon, Nihon. <laughs> but. Uh, no, because no. he, he does still have a. Tr someone's gonna be like, yeah, we believe in the bounce Mike, back. And, uh, Mike Trout's yeah. calling him a star during the World Baseball Class. Someone's gonna, someone's gonna someone's, give him like, money. The Angels, the Angels, be like, hey, yeah, someone will <laughs> give him money, and I know they will. But the other thing too is, I mean, Tim is a name, and like he built, he earned the fandom that he had here in Chicago. He did a lot of great things for the city. You know, he carried himself well. He made baseball fun with the bad drops and all that stuff. And like he made the White that. Sox relevant during a right. rebuild. But take away the name, and if I just showed you the stats, and I said you keeping this guy for fourteen mil, or you letting him walk for a mil, you would honestly keep that player. Are you usually talking about the overall body of work, or just the last? The six overall, months? I'll give you the I'll give you the overall body of work, including the last two years, though. Yeah. No. You're keeping that player for $14 million. It didn't, it would not hurt him to bring him back for 14 million. By like the it's, way, like a, it's either, okay. It's either you lose him for nothing or you have a chance to get something back for him. And then you have I your guess. placeholder from Montgomery. Like well, it I does not hurt think, him at all by bringing him back. I also think people, I know that, you know, we've, we saw the big free agent contracts last year. Um, 
for shortstops uh, and historically, you know, over the last two decades. But I, I mean, $14 million isn't like chump change. Either. <laughs> and that's a right. lot for a very bad player. <laughs> for a team that has multiple holes. For a team that historically positions. doesn't spend a yeah. lot anyway, who has a lot of holes to fill. Well, that's why it depends where that money's spent. Oh, and then right. that is my follow-up, though. If you guys are ready to move on to, like, the other Slack stuff. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, we just poke like, it all together. But because well, before this you is... do that, before you uh, do that, although I do want to say, Mitch, I fully agree with you. Colson Montgomery, he's proven he can hit. Folks, I encourage you to look at the fielding stats. It's true. Like, you think, Tim, I mean, it, just, he's just, got a ways to go. He's, yeah, he's, I don't think he's he's, he's not MLB-ready defensively. And then also, I do want to point out one of the things that our boy Alex Healy said in the comments earlier. If Getz really wants to build this new culture, you got to cut the head off the snake. And Tim was probably the head. No, that's, that's fair. And, I mean, that's... And so you have a guy in there who's scorned who has sat through losing season after losing season, got booed. He's had his personal life blown up in the media here. There's all this shit. You don't want him putting that stink on some of these new guys. And so that could have been, that probably played a factor. And I agree, Beef Loaf, Montgomery might not be a shortstop, ladies and gentlemen, because he is... Well, he's going to take over. He's going to take over third base. In Montgomery's defense, he was drafted out of high school. He did not play many games last year. I'm willing to give him another season. Oh, I'm not done on Montgomery at all. I'm just seeing all these people be like, oh, it's the Colson Montgomery area. And yes, the boy can hit. The boy can hit. No doubt about that. I'm not questioning that. Not great in the field. Not great in the field. Would love yes. to see another year in double triple A so we can work on that. Yep. But we might not get that luxury now. So who knows? But go ahead, Aldo. I'm sorry. I just want well, to get that. Well, out. my transition point to like the other uh, sock stuff. Um, and I guess we kind of kind of had a clue on it, but you know, nobody wants to believe old Bruce Levine and like, ah, Bruce, Bruce what are you talking Bruce. about when he in September? when he was mentioning Salvador Perez and Whit Merrifield. And we're like, uh, why, like, are the Sox going to try to compete? And Scott Merkin, like, flat out, just, like, tweeted out, you know, from what I've been hearing, the White Sox aren't rebuilding. They want to compete in 2024. Now, like I said before, I did agree. I think it's a good move to uh, let go of Tim Anderson. But for me, it, it would be very much uh, dumb, I think, to try to do a half-assed gonna. retool. It's like, hey, guys, no, no, no. Like, we're competing 2024, like we said. And how we've, we've talked about the, uh, after the season. The White Sox starting rotation is not good. And not present. Is not, they they have, have no depth. You cannot survive a major league season with like one and a half good pitchers. And even if they sign someone, again, the White Sox don't spend big in free agency. Two, they don't spend big on starting pitchers in free agency. So it's Ooh. not like these guys are going to be going out there getting Blake Snell or like another ace type. Uh, it's pitcher. it's asinine the fact that they think that they're going to contend. That if that's actually true, and they think they're going to contend, like that, that's ridiculous. The amount of holes. Yeah, that, like, that and have. that's the part because, like, I know Mitch, you keep saying, like, well, if they spend the fifteen, the fourteen million somewhere else, then fine, cool. Like to me, it would even be about that. It, it would strictly right, be about two thousand twenty-five. It's right, like yeah, no, focus that's what, on yeah. that. Real yeah. quick, real quick, let me jump in because Alex just reminded me. 
Thank you, Alex, for the super chat. All the super chats in the month of November are going towards the Queen of Hearts raffle for the Oakland Special Olympians. So donate, you, donate, Alex, donate. That. Donate, donate, donate. We appreciate it. And while you're here, why not follow Thank you, Alex. Subscribe. But thanks, Alex. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure I I mean people it's not bad that people think Alex likes us, but I just want to make sure <laughs> that people know why he's super chat. Now oh come on. Keep going. I was trying to upload a picture. I would also point out, too, as bad as Tim Anderson is, uh, if you're looking at the free agent class and you are going to say this, oh, we're trying to contend next year. Like, you're not – the shortstop you're going to have there is going to be a lot less talented. The funny thing, though, is like all of those shortstops were better than Tim last year. <laughs> that, I'm still willing to put Tim over. <laughs> but like, here, yeah, although, he had a bad year last year. Yeah, he's allowed to have point, a bad year. White Sox fans, I'm putting a warning on this before I click on it. If you're easily offended, you might want to look away. Don't yeah. do this. Don't don't do this. Well, that's don't the problem. This. So, like, that's what I was thinking about. And then I was trying to. I forgot if it was the same off season uh, or not, but it wasn't. I think because then they they did like the Todd Frazier that trade, the like year, the next off season yeah. with Brett Lowry. Yep. So Matt like Latos, did, don't forget Matt Latos. And Matt Latos, the legend. He was Cy Young Jimmy for like Rollins. the, the ghost um, of Jimmy Rollins. It, yeah, like like they did that back to back off seasons. We're like, no, like you know, we have Chris Sale, we have Jose Quintana, we have Abreu. Adam Eaton is putting up four war seasons. We can compete, damn it! And then you just make all these mid, the definition of mid trades and signings, and you come up with like a seventy five. 78 win team and then and and that's the thing so that was 2014-15 in 2015-16 is when they did like the Todd Frazier deal Brett Lowry like those guys and then by the all-star break 2016 Rick Hahn was talking about rebuild like that's it and that's what happens when you just make all well, these half ass moves. I think, when he, I think that's when he traded for James Shield 2016. Because they threw the Hail Mary because they got up to yes. a hot start. And, and then that is the, the mistake was like, you right, don't want to do. We don't talk about that. <laughs> that whole team could be a damn movie. With Adam Eaton and Todd Frazier fighting. There was Chris the Drake LaRoe stuff. Sales cutting up jerseys. like. And like, and here's the thing. I get it. We all hate rebuilds. Uh, they, like there's they're stupid because you are just punting and as we did see this past world series right now you don't have to be a great team to get to the world series no. so you you have that extra wild card the diamondbacks um, were a fucking mid team yeah so like Freak. so like yeah you should want to try and i and and i get the the apprehension it's like man chris gets he's just like the same guy as who was running it before but to me I think this was a first good step. And I think we've, I think we are all kind of in agreement. I know Mitch, you've written about it where, you know, the, the clubhouse rumors, those reports that are coming out, it's like, well, maybe the the next guy out is Eloy. And that guy is still someone you can get something of value from, even though he's been a little underwhelming the past couple seasons, but you know, someone probably looks at him still like, you know, his mid twenties, he can be a good slugger. Don't talk um, about Luis Robert. Luis Robert's on the table. You know, Luis, yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Luis Robert is the biggest chip right now, right? I would say so. Dylan Cease? No. Maybe. Eloy. <laughs> Eloy would probably garner a little bit more value. You than tend to get a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. Either way, they're fucked. But go ahead. Yeah. You know, just like, but like, that's the part where I. Uh, I know I just said, hey, you hate. You don't have to do with a two, three year rebuild, but like. 
I'm fine with taking. You don't. You don't have to try and. You don't. (laughs) Don't do stupid moves to get from 101 losses to 90 losses. Like that's stupid. Like that's because. Although, but back to your other point though is who's pitching for the White Sox? Because Lance Lynn gone. Yep. Uh, Clevenger. Funny enough, Clevenger said no to the White Sox, which is even funnier. As well, he should have. Well, yeah, he, he'll go. He had a good a, year. He was the best pitcher he, last year. He's still a piece of shit, and he still looks like he buys cigarettes off his girlfriend's paycheck that's coming next week. But I mean, he was good. There, I mean, he I'm was very good. Yeah, he's, like, he, like, he's going to get a deal. He's somewhere. also on. You know, he doesn't know how many more years he has, so. He needs to go to someone that is a con- and someone who is a contender will pay him. Yep. I mean, he doesn't need this bullshit. Uh, so who they they have Dylan Cease, Kopech. Kopech is your number two. Garrett Crochet, I think it's a shot, and then it's probably going to be, unless they sign some veterans, you're probably going to get Jake Eater at some point. I don't think he starts the season in the rotation, but I think Are you talking about Arizona Fall League All Star. I think Jake he gets the rotation at some point next season. Well, let's put just because of how thin it name. is. Uh, who's the guy? Davis Martin. He's probably coming back from Tommy John. No, that's a thing. Yeah. I, know, I know. No, although, no, I, I'm with you. I'm just throwing Oh, names and by the way, I know I, I know his name has been mentioned a bunch right now. Garrett Crochet. That's another guy who had Tommy John 2022, came back this year. But, you know, as is – what happens most of the time they get re-injured because you know their the arm just isn't <laughs> ready. I still would caution White Sox fans to just be, yeah, like I get it. Throw comment. throw them out as an option, <laughs> sure. But I would not bank on like oh yeah, Gary Crochet can be a start. No, God, oh, no, none of those are good options. Yeah, I don't no. like. Yeah, I'm just saying that's what it looks like right now. Let's say Johnny Cueto's oh, available. We can get an easier with him. Tukey's around. I mean, maybe. That's um, the thing. I, I do think that I, I, if they're going to try to compete, I mean, if they're talking about Whit Merrifield and trading for Salvador Perez, yeah, I mean, the, I, the, they're going to sign now, okay, the if, agent. You, if you trade pitcher. for Salvador Perez now after like, oh, we're not spending that money on Tim. But now now my tune has changed on Salvi. If they pick him up too, after no, that would be Oh, this would disaster. be the perfect time. So, he loves Chicago. <sighs> He just became a free agent. He could be you guys' number two. Marcus Stroman's available. <laughs> Wouldn't that be some shit? Wouldn't that be some Give shit? him the Dallas Keuchel deal. Three years, $55 million. Yeah. He probably pitched like Keuchel, too. They're the yeah. same kind of yeah. pitcher. Yeah. When I mean, ground he is, balls ain't he's ground literally balling. ground ball contest. Not in that yeah. stadium, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> when them ground balls aren't ground balling, you're going to have a problem. <laughs> but uh, I tweeted this out, and I firmly believe it. Like most things in life, I'm going to give Gets the benefit of the doubt until he shows me no. I shouldn't do that. And I didn't agree with his hiring. I still, to this day, think they could have done better just on resumes alone. But he's here, and that's the reality of the situation. So it's let's see what you can do. He's already making some splashes with Tim Anderson, and you got to remember he has Money Grandel's gone, Elvis Andrews is gone. They did that weird tweet saying goodbye to them. Uh, Clevenger's gone. He, the big thing though, the the one that showed me he had some stones was making the tough call on Tim Anderson. Now, that's all fine and good, whatever. But now it's time to 
show me something. And if it's Salvador Perez, get the fuck out of here. You're dead. <laughs> You're fucking done. I will never agree with another move you make. But if it's Salvador Perez plus a bunch of other shit, okay. But don't do a press conference for Salvador Perez and expect anything. I'm seeing some of the most diehard White Sox fans that I can think of tweeting about how they're not getting season tickets for the first time in years. Like, this mean, is, this is a fucking dying franchise right now. That's not going to be a fun team. I mean, they were ranked last in the majority of these teams' power rankings. Like, the ESPN had ESPN. their power rankings. We were last. That's behind the Athletics. Yep. That is behind the Royals. That's behind the Rock. Like, that's terrible. And then they, uh, they the called Athletic them a shit show. Yeah, ESPN like, called the White Sox a shit show. Most dysfunctional. I'll give you guys two names. What if what if Chris gets his two big free agent moves? You talked about one last week. Jorge one Soler. Better start with Shohei. <laughs> and rhyme with Botani. I'm still trying to be realistic here. Come on. <laughs> All right. You get Jorge Soler. Bam. Guarantee. Okay. So the combination of moves is you move down from Tim Anderson. Grandal is gone. I was gonna say Elvis Andrews is gone, but maybe he's just starting starting short stuff. Um, yeah, he's gone last year. <laughs> exactly. He's like the fucking um, clap or the herp. You you uh, you get something decent. You get some pitching help, something for Eloy. Jorge Soler is your new DH half halftime right fielder, and okay. your free agent starting pitcher is. Mm, let's call it. Jack Flaherty. Hey. How are you feeling? I feel How better if it was Jack Lucas Giolito. Okay. Uh, oh, you know what? Let's toss up because those guys are almost the How same. How do we get them both? Get the band back get together. Both those guys are, what, 27, 28? You sign them to the one and one deal. Like yep. you, you give them the guaranteed, and then you give them that second year so they can either, if they suck, you they have a second year. If they pitch great, they hit free agency. So you get yeah. those two guys for to fill out the rotation. How are you feeling? You got Salvador Perez. It'll be the same here. way that I felt after they signed Andrew Benintendi, and it's like, eh, I guess there's some talent there, I suppose, but I don't think we'll be any better. Like that's kind of that's how I would. I'd be very neutral. I I mean, it wouldn't like make me like rush to my computer to buy tickets. I'll so let's see, you got, you got yeah, but I wouldn't be like pounding the table like, oh, what the fuck is Getz doing? Like, it'd be like, ah, eh, you know, it's... Let's say you got Ben Tendy, Luis Robert, and let's say Whit Merrifield in the outfield. You have Juan Mancada, Elvis Andrews, uh... Rami Gonzalez. Rami Gonzalez. <laughs> I have no idea who... Or no, Whit Merrifield is your second baseman. Yeah, okay. Let's do right. that. Jorge Soler, he's more of a DH, but let's say he's in right field. I I know. Sorry. Andrew Vaughn at first base. Salvador Perez is your catcher. All right. All right. Uh, You have (laughs) Dylan Cease, Jack Flaherty, Lucas Giolito, Michael Kopech, and then eventually one of the rookie pitchers you guys have. 75 wins. Here we come, baby. Sorry, couldn't tell if the boy was crying or. Laughing. I mean, hey, that that would be a very active off season for Chris Getz. He'd be doing stuff. I don't the know. Thing if, is, although, I don't know if it's good, but it's you're kind of scaring me because that sounds so accurate. But if they do moves like that, I don't want to hear any bitching about how bad Tim's defense was because of what they all uh, brought no, in. If people are celebrating that move. Was shit. No, if people are celebrating uh, those moves though, the ones that were arguing about bad defense, that that would be a waste of money, in my opinion. Like I'm trying because that's the thing, guys. Like. Well, let's see where Tim they're going ends to. Up. They're going to sign a free agent starting pitcher. They have to. 
Like they have to. I'm just trying to figure out the tier <laughs> that they're going to spend at. Oh, hey, breaking moves. Uh, Nico Horner won gold glove. Hell yes. Who predicted that first? I did. Probably. Well, a lot of people did, but. Yeah. But. I know who you guys are going to sign. I just saw his name. 37 year old lefty, (laughs) Wade Miley. Oh, God. Consistent. He's been consistent. The funny thing is, I know you're fucking around, but all I'm not. All of these things can happen. That's the thing. I'm not. I I know it sounds like you're fucking around, but that I'm sorry, guys. That's the white name you've said so far. I'm like, oh, all the wait shit. (laughs) (laughs) Wade Miley. That's something. And yes, Healy. I don't know if that's my son crying or if that's the listeners crying hearing all all those offseason fans. Actually, the reason why. Okay. Those were half-assing, but also realistic for the White Sox. There oh, is that true. one dude from Cuba who's popping up. People, they're connecting him to the White Sox. Y- Yariel Rodriguez. We can yeah. run another Cuban prospect. Yippee. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even excited. I was excited when Oscar Colas. The best thing is when White you guys Sox. just did that whole thing, you didn't mention Oscar Colas once. <laughs> dude, I forgot. I know I had a long conversation back and forth yesterday. I forgot he was on the team. <laughs> well, if we're going to be talking about... They're Sorry. gonna know they, they get Jorge Soler, they oversell Colas again, they don't let him play minor league ball, they throw him right in right field. Dude, you want to talk about a DH. guy who's gonna be playing overseas soon? It's gonna be awesome. Oh, he is going the uh, Diane Fisciato route, he's going the Diane Fisciato route. 100%. Well, it, it doesn't help that I've heard he's had some uh, locker room issues. His attitude is not the Ooh. best from we what talked I've that heard when he was yeah. in AAA, though. Yeah. Like, he got caught Instagram messaging and like video chatting because he was the DH, and that's that's where like you can live with, like, all right, he's getting his feet wet in the majors, he struggled a little bit, but you then you pair that with the bad attitude then it's like uh, can't do yeah, it no Dang. i was like overlooking 32 years old who you know you <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay boy. this one i am bullshitting vince velasquez is coming back oh Vinny velo <laughs> i can see that as like a placeholder starter like yeah, honestly, i'll be right back be i can hear thing. how nasally my voice is and i want to go blow my nose that'd be like the move when they signed well it'd be different because they didn't have him before but like Derek holland and like right yeah. after they decided to rebuild and like shit we need some starters in this rotation all right Derek holland come on down that's what Vince Velasquez would be. So, yeah, I mean, like, that's uh, like I said, you guys, zero starting rotation depth. You guys are going to sign someone. I think Lucas Giolito priced himself back down. <laughs> to, to the well, he needs, and this is my argument um, in the article, but like, he needs a team with a good pitching coach. He's trying to rebuild his value. And the Sox need guys to eat innings. Like, that actually would make a lot of sense to me. It wouldn't, like, you know, I wouldn't be doing cartwheels. Like, oh, we're back in contention. Yeah. But, like, it would make a lot of sense, I think, for both parties involved to bring Lucas Giolito back. That's just, again, uh, seeing the Tim Anderson. Like, the Tim Anderson move, to me, again, in a vacuum, good. But it would be, to me, it's because, like, you know, you are taking 2024 to retool. Again, right. you don't want to say you don't want to go into the season being like, oh yeah, we're not really trying, but at the same time, you're not really focused on 2024. But man, because right, then you lock. That's the thing. The problem is, it's not just like, oh, you're somewhat trying for 2024. Is then you lock up money to guys, and then you can't spend any years after because you have to pay Salvador Perez 40 million. You, you sign with Merrifield. They wouldn't be if that years. trade happened, the Royals would be eating some of that contract. That's true, There's that's no true. way you could convince me they're spending the full 40 million. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Didn't but Mr. the Whit Mer- like Whit Merrifield don't make you cry with his White Sox lineup. <laughs> no. It's sad though, isn't it? 
a little bit. Hey, tell them that uh, tell them that the GMs think uh, the Cubs are a sleeper pick for Shohei Otani. Oh, do you think Shohei Otani's going to the Cubs? Yes. Oh, he said. Oh, yeah. he's smiling. He loves it. He said. Yeah. He said. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Hey, That's a bad the, take, little call, Zoe. Call the GM right now. Call the GM and tell him no Salvador Perez. Yeah, if the Cubs do no sign uh, uh, Shohei, uh, you heard it here first. Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. If the Cubs sign Shohei, once Aldo and Fizz have gone through their three pairs of underwear, we will jump on here right away because that would be insane, dude. I mean, I know I talked about him see, earlier. Going there was to the that Sox. one. There was that one report though that he said he wanted to go to Texas. Who Shohei? Yeah. Shohei? Uh, hey. Oh, a big. Uh... Second Amendment guy, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I I saw the report that said like uh, something like he's like he, one of his preferred destinations was the Rangers, just because well, like, no, uh, no state income tax. So yeah, and oh. all right, come on, buddy. Let's let's not be a uh, fair weather fan. Like, <laughs> right. All right, we get it. They won the World Series. The new like, KD. Right. Actually, that would be a that very would be a, would, thing. would be a total. <laughs> and then well, the would... difference would be because, like, at least with KD, the Thunder were competitive, or that's like the true. Angels, they had no. Angels just yeah, dude, that's crazy. I don't think they were never above five hundred. No. With those, they should have been so much better. What a waste. Oh my god. Like my you know, fuck the Angels. <laughs> the the yeah. Rangers are getting the ground back. They are. Oh no! I think I saw. I think it was uh, Nathaniel Lowe. There was he like DH first base, or first baseman. Um, yeah. He he was like uh, I think it was an Instagram. He was like, "Hey Belly," like for Cody Bellinger. It's like, come on, get chill, guy. You guys just won the World Series. Like, stop, relax. Right. Don't you guys have more prospects coming up? Stop. <laughs> I mean, Rangers are but the, good for a while. Before Cubs, Cubs. I was having an extra $21 million laying around now that nobody thought they were going to have. That was the more that was the most surprising move. I, I was very, very surprised. I thought you guys were fucking with me. And then I went on the Twitters and I saw you were. But Marcus Stroman, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, Marcus Stroman is a free agent. He could have he opted out of his th- uh, out. third and final year, $21 million, left it on the table, said deuces, and I'm he out. Now have a great year. He, no, it was bad at the second half. He ended, yeah, yeah his last that's nine or ten starts. I think he had like a 10 ERA or something close to that. Well, that's why he was pushing so hard for that extension. Jed was smart yeah. not to extend him. I, right. I I still think that's weird. I still think there's more to it because there's whoever is in his ear telling him he's going to get more than 21 mil. That's why I was like joking like we, before we shit, came out. You can have one gold glove. Hell yes. So did Dansby. Cubs Hell yeah. But the funny hey, thing about no playoffs. Wait, real quick, real quick. Here's a name that I think might be on the White Sox radar. And he's now a gold glove winner. Haas, what's it? Hassan Kim. Hassan Kim. Padres. The Padres. Free agent. Could play is he? short or second base. I think, or he's in yeah. a. Is he, yeah, he could play short or second base. Well. Uh, if you guys want a good, obviously, if you guys want a good defensive player, he is great anywhere you put him. Right. That's that what I'm dude is, that's that a guy. is legit. That is what Whit Merrifield used to be. Yes. Yes. Like, this would be don't a get good, the old yeah. version. Get yeah, the young. Get the yeah. get this guy. Yeah. 
I agree I with you there. I, was, I don't know why I was watching a – I was probably gambling. But I was watching a Padres game one night, and I'm like, this guy's fucking good. And then they started talking about his contract situation. I'm like, holy shit, the White Sox should definitely go after this guy. And that was that before everyone got fired and everything. I was like, oh, man, this, this guy solves a lot of problems. And, I mean, then the Padres are going to put Tatis back at short, even though he was decent in the outfield. But you could tell he wants to be a shortstop just from interviews. And well, short, I think but... it was more they saw Xander Bogarts, and they're like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want – it was the Tim Anderson defense. Yeah. Xander did not have a great year. Yeah, no, he didn't. So where do they but... slide Xander then? Second. Yeah. They would move him to second because they would either trade or yeah. – is he a free agent, Kim? Why do I think, I he think was still he is. With I don't know if he's a kid. Hold on. What, we're all about facts on the show. Uh, I just got to spell his name right. But yeah, no, the Cubs, Cubs, $21 million opened up. I think the Cubs were probably, they're, they were probably dreading, like, oh, please don't. And then I think they're the most surprised, like, oh, thanks for your time, Marcus. I don't think he's a free agent. Yeah, no, I don't because no, I think I, just, I pulled up a list. He's How a free agent after long? next year. He's not a free agent. He's making $7 million in 2024. 2025, he has a, a mutual option that includes a $2 million buyout, and he's a free agent in 26. Oh, right. yeah, for a while. We, got, we have an Eloy Jimenez to offer. And a trade him. Yeah, trade you. I feel like we could get another player off Dude, that deal. You really too. feel like Eloy would yeah. be a nice piece on that San Diego team. That's what I'm but... saying. It would be a good fit for him. Be He'd be their DH, and you guys get a solid. And then, yeah, Tatis just won gold glove in right field, but you can hear him talk. And then the other move for the White Sox that, I mean, it was tough because of all the off-field stuff. He just won comeback player of the year. You know, it's a great story. Everybody loves him, including all of us on the show. But Liam Hendricks is not on the White Sox anymore. Now, some people are – without knowing what's going on or like, oh, it's a heartless move and blah, 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 blah. He had Tommy John. He's, he's not playing in 2024. And he's still he's not going to play. He's still getting that money. It's just and he's still getting paid. The line, By guess. the way, I remember when he first signed, it was that this part of his deal was kind of swept underneath the rug. Right. But Savvy moved by his uh, agent or whoever figured right. out the, the – because no matter what, he got he's getting $54 million total. Yep. Uh, guaranteed. It's deferred. He's on that – Bobby Bonilla yeah, shit. He's getting one one point five million for the next ten years. Yeah, he's on that Bobby Bonilla shit. So Liam's good. So people need to like chill out a little bit. I understand it's sad that he's gone, yeah. But I, and I think it's him over. That was yeah, I think it's sad, it sucks, whatever. But like Liam gets to ride off in the sunset, get healthy, and still get paid one point five million dollars a year. Yeah. Minimal. He he might get back in in two years. He's playing for a team. But he was posting on his Instagram all these pictures from the World Series. He was with Tony La Russa, which was fucking awful. But he was with all these other players. Well, Tony La Russa is still with you guys, too. But well, Liam and Tony's like... a big – Tony and Liam are both big dog guys, and that's why yeah. they kind of but hit it off. He looked like he's having a great time, man. Just let Liam live, dude. Let him live. But And by the way, this is going to sound cr- – nah, I... I remember when the, the nominations came out, or like the finalists, and I'm like – why even? Why even give the other two guys? Why even name the other two guys finalists? Like, there's right. no way. No right. Liam Hendricks was not going to be comeback player fucking, of the year. The man fucking beat cancer. Yeah. Came back and played. Who do we got? Oh, Luis Robert did not win Gold Glove. What? Kevin, Kier- Kevin Kiermeyer. Wow. Louis, Lou Bob got screwed. 
Yeah, he got fucked there. He totally got screwed. If you look at defensive run saved, I think he was tied for I mean, the Rangers have first. three gold glovers and Jonah Haim, Nathaniel Lowe, and Adoles Garcia. Blue Jays have Chapman, Jose Barrios, and Kevin Kiermaier. Anthony Volpe won it at shortstop. Stephen Kwan won it in left field. Uh, Jimenez, that little pain in the ass. Him and Kwan are pains in the ass. Won at second base. And that dude that Marcio Dubon won it for Houston as the utility player. But that's bullshit. Throw the White Sox a fucking bone, man. <laughs> Give us one thing. Maybe well, hey, we still have a chance slug. for the Silver Slugger. Yeah, yeah Silver Slugger, so. I still can't believe that Whit, Whit Merrifield is a finalist with his 393 slugging percentage. Yeah. <laughs> Not many good second basemen that can hit, I guess. Uh, I think a team offers a two-year deal with a one-year being the minimum for Liam. I just, I think Liam takes a year off, man. Well, yeah, I was, I was thinking about that too, Alex. But I'm like, yeah, I think he, he'll probably just be. Well, there you go. That's fair. Defensive Ooh. run save. Kiermaier, 18. Lubab, six. It's still bullshit. Are those negatives or is that a dash? <laughs> no, that is a dash. Yeah, I know it's a dash. I'm just trying to. That would be hilarious. Like, oh, I'm wow. just trying to find. Yeah, I'm trying to find an <laughs> angle here. Kiermaier's good. I know he's good, but I just we need something. Give us something. Now I think some, I think no, Liam Chills just tries to get healthy and then he signs. I hope he does. I kind of really. I mean, as a fan of baseball, I want to see Liam pitch again, 100. Yeah. percent But just like on the human level i wouldn't mind seeing liam just chill for a little bit and get him like I, I think i don't right. think he signs until next off season somewhere and i agree hey, i'll be ready for gonna... the Sox 2025 contention. and i bet he's gonna fucking <laughs> kill it this year in charity work and all this awesome shit and him and his wife are gonna keep doing just awesome shit so well, yeah. we which white Sox? he's not gonna be rehabbing just be doing charity work I mean, which white socks <laughs> which white socks cast off comes back to the socks oh, jose abreu or tim anderson oh like neither. very neither. end of their neither. career yeah jose is living oh. it up in houston he's like this is what a functional organization looks like we're contenders if, every year if we're picking out of those two it'll be jose because jose is going to get his number retired he's a fucking legend tim's one of the best shortstops they've ever had, but Tim's not on Jose's level. We'll hey, put it that way. Summer, summer, it's July 2025. The White Sox are at the top of the AL Central, but they still need that one bat. Jose Abreu, in his last year of his deal, gets traded. They're not the traded. They'd have Vaughn at first, and they'd have Solaire as their DH. Where are you going to put Jose? <laughs> Solaire at the DH. I forgot we're penciling Jorge Solaire. <laughs> Because they uh, traded Eloy at this point. Yeah, they traded yeah, Eloy's gone. There's a couple other Eloy's won back to like an MVP with uh, the Astros. I'll tell you the what, Padres. it's Padres. it's gonna be fucking weird seeing Joey Votto in a different uniform. Yeah. I mean you know what? again, Votto I get the move. That's who we need to bring in. Joey Votto I get the move. whip the clubhouse into shape. Him and Sal hope... we're gonna have a bunch of model citizens for overpaying. It's gonna be great. Wait a minute. Who are who's the Padres first baseman? Uh, I think they've had Cronenworth there. They had Bell there. Oh, they had go, Bell, but they go, traded Earth. Put Joey Votto on the Padres. Win a World Series. Joey Votto deserves to be on a good fucking team. He is, I mean, he's one of my favorite players. Guy's still a hit machine. Maybe he doesn't have the wheels. Ooh, but... you guys are going to hate this. Wait, do they have a first baseman? Who plays first base for the Twins? 
Someone really good that should be Joey Votto. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Joey Votto on the Twins. I know. I told you. I was He's like, Canadian. you guys are going to hate it. He's Canadian, though. So Minnesota's yeah, close, it's right closer. There. Joey Votto Twins? Toronto. Toronto's got Chapman and Vlad. Yeah, Vladdy. And they're going to keep Chapman. I mean, I'll say it here first. Underrated possible trade target, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. You think? think? No, th- this is very under the radar. This is like a bold. Well, this is what that's where Jets needs to live. He needs to live under the radar because on paper right now, above the surface, there ain't too many good options. It's because so, uh, Toronto. I mean, with him, they re- they haven't won shit. No. Yeah. Well, that I guess that brings. To a good point too about the White Sox and as a White Sox fan and someone who talks about them every fucking week for the last five, six years, I'm not mad to see them just blow this shit up. This team fucking sucked. They lost a hundred and one games. They were crazy toxic. I know everybody shudders when they hear the word, but the culture there was fucking garbage. Like it was just a trash team, just top to bottom. So you're gonna have to make some hard moves. And you get as fans, we do get attached to some of these players, but I'm very much for what Getz has been showing us so far. And good point, Healy. Joey Votto in Seattle makes a lot of sense. But Ty yeah. France, trade to the Cubs. I'll take it. He is so slow. I didn't realize he is. Ma- oh no, I've seen, I've seen. I I was. You don't need to be playing. fast if you're hitting bombs. That's true. I was playing some random game of MLB the Show the other night, and the other dude had Ty France in his lineup for some reason, and I, he hit one in the gap, and I threw him out at second. I was like, Jesus Jeez, yeah, no, he's very slow. <laughs> but. If MLB the show does one thing very accurately, it's uh, guys who guys who are slow, they're slow. They're... Yes, Monty Grandel, man, <laughs> one speed, and that's out of a ninety-nine, folks. He's a one. Him. And, you know, uh, by the way, you guys are ready for for uh, Yes, Monty Grandel to like sign with uh, I don't know, like the Tigers and like kill you guys. Probably yeah. would. With the amount of walks our pitchers issue, he'll be a nightmare to face. <laughs> What? I want to see. I want to just how Reynaldo Lopez and what is uh, this, dude? I think the this is from Willard in the comments. I think the old trade rumor before the deadline involving Robert Jr. and Cease might happen in the offseason with the Astros and the White Sox. What is this trade rumor? Don't you don't you remember? Remember some Astro it? fans are putting that out. Oh, <laughs> it was like it was like get, two weeks we before the trade that? deadline. What are, what are the White Sox getting back for their two well, best know, players? Like half a jar of mustard pickles or something like that. No, 15th <laughs> like, round pipe. I think it was, that, it was that one. Uh, we already got Corey Lee, folks. So we it was like... kicked the Astros <laughs> pretty quick. Yeah. Right? It was like a new, it was like one of their sports anchors that all like will tweet out rumors. I think that's where it started. Yeah. The yeah all of a sudden, have... Kendall Graven blowing leads doesn't look so bad right now when you saw Corey <laughs> Lee swinging the bat, does it? So. The, uh, I cannot believe how bad Corey Lee was, dude. He, he was worse hit. than pitchers. He's the, right now, if the season started tomorrow, he's the White Sox starting catcher. Salvi's not looking too bad, though. No, it? it has to be <laughs> Carlos Perez. No. 
No, I'd yes, probably the... Corey Lee, I think. Oh, man. Because Corey Lee's a better, slightly, I mean, he's, you know, sufficient defender, I suppose. I mean, let's be realistic here, though. The Astros don't have shit in their minor league system. They drain that puppy. So if you're going to Roberts and Cease, what are we getting back? Jeremy Pena? Like, it still know. wouldn't be close to enough. No. And, <laughs> I don't know. Jeremy Pena and some naked pitch. Well, who used to be with the Royals? Houston, maybe. Uh, yeah, that <laughs> joke has kind of run its course, too. I get it's annoying and it's frustrating, but I mean, I feel like KC is one of those organizations that like almost everyone has gone through in some phase, too. So, like, it's like playing six degrees with Kevin Bacon. With the fucking you know, Royals, I'm pretty sure that. most uh, most teams. There's, I mean, we've all played the so, immaculate grid. So right. you're, as on, go exactly. you're on White Sox Twitter a lot. What's uh, what's more annoying to you? People complaining about Tony Larusa or the Royals jokes? The Royals jokes, because Larusa stuff. There's some valid shit there, but the Royals. What are your thoughts, Mitch? I agree with him. No, I think that's. <laughs> but that's the other thing too, and it's really getting annoying to me. One of the most annoying things on social media, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, are the people that are like, I told you they were going to suck. You know how easy it is to say any sport team is going to suck? It's very easy to suck in professional sports. It's very hard to be like, this team's going to go and win the fucking chance. If you did that, you'd be fucking rich because you can bet those odds all day. Even heavy favorites are still plus money odds at the beginning of the season to win the World Series. But the people that are like, oh, I told you this guy wasn't going to pan out, or I told you this guy was going to suck, eat a bag of dicks. Do you know how easy that is? <laughs> I can do that for literally every team or every player ever. And then people act, it's like a badge of honor. Get fucked, dude. Yeah, I'm have sorry, the I've balls a... to say they're going to win the division like right. us and then be wrong at the end of the year. <laughs> exactly. I've seen... So many accounts and shit like, oh, I told you this team was going to fucking blow. No, you didn't. You didn't think this was a 100-loss team at the beginning of the year. No, no one, no one thought it would be that bad. And it's it's terrible. I'm even seeing it with Bears in Bears Twitter. Like, I told you the Bears were going to suck this year. Holy fuck, are you mad I'm Cleo? That's the <laughs> boldest fucking prediction I've ever heard in my life. Hey, I mean, there was a lot of people that bad. thought they were going to be good this year. Yeah, it's just fucking hell. I don't all right, I'll give Corey Lee a chance, man. But I'll also I'll put a, one of those dudes from the blind baseball teams up there, and they probably an injury would explain some of the timing on his swing because I mean, there's not much explanation for some of the swings. No, it has. I think like, I shared the stat with you guys. I haven't looked back to see how he finished, but I it is in the history of baseball, and this includes pitchers hitting. He is like one of he is one he finished I think he I'll look it up again I think he finished the season as one of the worst hitters in the history of baseball for as many at at bats as he took the history I want him to be good I try to get the Corey Lee hype train going on Twitter and like the every twentieth game when he got a hit I was like he he was taking some walks he was taking some walks. People didn't realize how good they had it with Seb. All right, that's all I'm going to say. I was ahead of the curve on that one. (laughs) There's no denying Corey Lee's got a fucking cannon for an arm. We got to work on blocking balls, and we got to work on just making contact. Like, let's start at, like, fifth grade little league shit. Like, bat to ball. 
And if it's if it's an injury, okay, work this whole off season knowing that it's your job to lose until well, unless they do something stupid. But Selfie. maybe Selfie. the motivation of Selfie. this is probably your last shot. We that need to have sucked, like dude. the he what is it called the ometer? Like we need to have a WRC <laughs> plus ometer because right now I know again it was only seventy plate appearances, but he just needs to get to zero right now because he finished the season at negative twenty seven WRC plus. It sounded so hopeful and just tailed off. Like Zoe is trying to provide some sort of uh, uh, he just sucks. Like uh, yeah, the, cra- the craziest do, thing about Corey Lee is at the time of the trade, the o- I think one of the only reasons that like I don't know who this like, is, but I like this guy in our comments. You could you should watch the show on Wednesday night, <laughs> Edgardo. I'm not going to butcher your last name because I like you. But he said, Corey Lee just got back from an injury when he was traded to the Sox. Let's give him a chance. And then he said, eyes pink, heart shape, crying face emoji. His timing was a little off that. So I like the optimism. We need more of that in our comment section. I like the optimism. I was going to say, at the time of the trade, when the White Sox did get him, the the one of the reasons some fi- fans were like, hey, this guy could be good. Fangraphs had him as one of their top 100 prospects. Yep. Those guys saw see something in him. Sorry, I bet. What do you over. got? So who do you got? I got the over. Okay. I got, but I have uh, Josh Allen as my fantasy quarterback on every fantasy team I own. <laughs> it's a bold strategy. When I thought he was hurt a couple weeks ago, I was like, "Oh, I'm so fucked." Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say I'm in first or second place in every league. But there you go, there you go. Yeah. Uh but anyways, it's gonna be a long off season. But as a good friend of the show, Uncle Beeflow said, at least it's gonna be eventful. It should be. Which for guys like us is good news. That was a wild like three days then. We don't have to do movie drafts or like ballpark food drafts. We're never doing another draft show on this show again. (laughs) By the way, I did say uh, the deadline for all the all the uh, options, the player team options, is the end of Monday, okay. and starting Tuesday, free agency is underway. Do you think there'll be like a? You think like Otani's like <laughs> on Tuesday? He's like, all right, I uh, I own half the state of Texas now, and I'm happy <laughs> to be playing for the Texas Rangers. Like Texas, known for their very progressive ideas and forward thinking when it comes to acceptance and diversity. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't even say that with a straight face. But I really, heart of heart, for some weird reason, I think Otani signs with the Mariners. I really do. I'm sorry, Aldo. I just, I see it coming out of nowhere. His idol is a very active ambassador for the Mariners still. They have the loot. They got a good team in place, just missing a piece or two. You throw Tiny on that team, instant contenders. Run it in, Joshua. Thank you. But, yeah. Oh, there's a flag down. You fucking asshole. I mean, I don't I, I, We talked about last one. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't expect uh, Tiny to the Cubs. I, I still think it's a long shot. I just, We'll do uh, 
Well, we'll do that on or did we already do that where we predicted? I do want to say though, for uh, this goes for MLB fans in most of the country. You guys keep bitching about how I hate staying up for late West Coast games. Well, I mean, Central Time isn't that bad, so maybe maybe get him on the Cubs for that reason. And as we said last week, all time low World Series ratings. MLB on Fox probably wants Otani and the Cubs in the World Series, so. We did miss the biggest news of the White Sox, the uh, Trace Thompson era for the third time oh. officially coming to an end. God, he fucking sucks, Four one man. out for Clint Frazier. He, 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 he played so many games for this team. Why? It makes no sense. Why were those either one of them, Clint or whatever the fuck first name he wants to go by now, Frazier and Trace Hey, Thompson. Clint Frazier, remember who he was? He was the heart and soul for like a week. I bet you. He looked like that bargain hit. bin. Pick up that would work out for like, so how much money do you lose betting <laughs> over more than I want to admit? I'm not gonna say the number, but more than I like to admit. Clint, I bet Clint Frazier to hit a home run like 15 games straight. Clint Frazier is the and hey, because I think he has or I think you remember Zoe. I was a fan when the Cubs signed him in like 2021. I was like, Clint Frazier's gonna be a guy. He wasn't. Clint <laughs> Frazier is the like stereotypical for a or for uh for a ball so player Trace Thompson because that guy kills it at triple a then he gets to major league pitching and it's it's Clint, not good I'll say this for the Frazier move like at the time it made sense like they were not winning many games like all right let's roll the dice on this once top prospect I was he was hitting well in triple a it's like all right oh, I understood boy. that but did I miss bad. him hold on I'm on uh spot track or whatever the fuck you pronounce it and i'm looking at their free agent page and they have them like in order of like what they're gonna get paid i am still not seeing tim manners is he like just not officially a free agent yet or where the fuck is tim anderson on this list he must not be on this list yet because i'm all the way down into the carlos santana andrew Schaefer part of this <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely not on the list. Then. No, he can't. I mean, I've already seen like. So they don't even have a market value for Otani, but they think Strowman's going to get paid fifteen six somewhere. They think Javi, someone's going to give Javi Baez eleven million dollars. What? Uh, uh, Javi Baez, it, he didn't opt out, did he? No, uh, not that I know of. Yeah, you know, he's he's still going to be making like eighty million dollars oh, for the. It next. says twenty five mil. You know, he's. He, he would be agent, he so. would be insane unless he just hates Detroit and who can blame him. <laughs> but that's a lot of money to leave on the table when you're not going to get paid anything close to that. Yeah, he has an opt out. You know, he's but, there's no chance in hell he's going to opt out. No, zero. Well, I don't know why he's on this list. And Tim Anderson isn't. They think Joey Votto's going to make someone's going to throw Joey Votto five and a half mil. Oh, here's a name. Here's it. All right, we're we're living under the radar right now. Here's a name that no one's thought about because the big boy got hurt and he came back. Let's talk about Ryu. Haruki. Up, oh, that's your guy. You guys are Thirty-six. He's thirty-six point six years old, so he's older than Clayton Kershaw. And apparently, they think he, someone's going to give him eight million dollars. The White Sox made twenty mil in twenty twenty-three. I hope Jeez. they get Ryu just so I can just say Aruken all the time. <laughs> That's where we're at with this season, folks. Uh, well, Kershaw's going back to the Dodgers. 
Charlie Morton's got a club option, but he's 40. Uh, Martin Perez, free agent. They think he's going to get – he's 32, lefty. If this, someone's going to give him 10 mil, there's your, your Tim Anderson money hard at work, folks. Uh, Jock Peterson, 31. Someone's going to give him 15 mil. He's he's a perennial perennial uh, White Sox candidate in free agency. Everyone always he is. He is. And, uh, and I'll secretly love it. Um, they think Lance Lynn's going to get $8 million from somebody. That's a bold strategy. That is a bold strategy. They think so, he has I mean, Monty Gradell is going to get Four million from someone that actually makes sense. Uh, or is a little steep after the last couple of years. Oh, although they have Cody Bellinger at his market value AAV at 22.5, a little low. I'll do it though. That's reasonable. I think that's I think okay. They usually shoot low on this. I do. I do want to talk a little about Cody Bellinger. We, we talked about it a lot last week, but this is one of the reasons why I do think he's going to be one of the guys who signs late. It's because again, Boris is his uh, agent, but a lot of the like early predictions, it's been fairly low for Cody Bellinger. Yep. So I think uh, I think Boris is going to be like, "Hey guys, twenty nine MVP, he got hurt, then he was healthy again. He's great. Pay him more than what you guys are doing." Mitch, are you giving a? He'll be thirty two when the season starts. A thirty two year old Jorge Soler, fourteen million dollars a year. $14. How many years? Uh, yeah, you know what? We'll go I, two years, 28. I could live with that. With a I think third, it's a bit of an overpayment. throw an option on the third year. Yeah, yeah, I'd do that. Because that's, that's what they think they're doing right now. They think someone's going to give him. Uh, Reese Hoskin coming back from injury. First baseman, though. We got enough of those. We don't need any of that. Yeah, they think someone's going to give Covenger 13.6. I could see it. I mean, he was just uh, Joey Gallo for fourteen mil. Gold glove. I'm not. Gold I'm not glove right field. I'm not giving him fourteen. I would give fourteen Soler mil. I'd rather have Jorge Soler for that money. Yeah. Could you imagine? Right, yeah, same money, Joey Gallo or Jorge Soler. I mean, that so, to me Soler. seems like a no brainer. Could you imagine that the White Sox finally get a Joey right Gallo fielder and Jack Peterson? And it's oh, but then know. then it, but then he's bad. <laughs> Yes, yes, I could. Welcome to the, all of the 2000s. It's called John Jay, Nomar Mazzara. Benintendi. Benintendi. I do have a very serious question. Mitch, are you wearing a Gravedigger t-shirt? Yes, I am. It's, Kevin, it's a Kevin Harvick Gravedigger because he's in the car and it was his last race. But yeah, it is. A... I just, I saw it when you know, moved funny. Is he it, wearing a monster truck shirt right now? I got it. I used to love monster trucks as a kid. Like my first ever sporting that event tra- live was a monster place. monster truck thing at Trade Arena. But Kevin Harvick was sponsored by Gravedigger one year, so it was like the perfect crossover. Like, all right, I mean, I gotta get that shirt. Do the White Sox make a splash thing. and give uh Blake Snell 24 mil? He'll be 31. How much how much was it? They said his a his Market value AAV, according to SportTrack, is 23.4. That's reasonable. He would fit in with the high that's, walk rate White Sox rotation. So I Right. Like so, that. I mean, you got to imagine he wants two with an option because that's like the the hot thing in the streets right now. So no, that's no, no. No, he's 32. 
He wants he's, a long term deal. Like, yeah, he's signing minimum uh, sure. five years. No, he's Blake's now 30.9, so he'll be 31 when the year starts. Exactly. No, someone's gonna yeah. he'll sign with like the Yankees, like six years. Jordan Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery, they said, is gonna get 18.4. See, the White Sox should go after a guy like Camp. But yes, the White Sox I never agree. spend on pitching. Pitching. Uh or good players. All right, let's get more of the White Sox name rage. What about a James Paxton? 35-year-old lefty for a cool 9.3 mil a year. Sounds like a sock to me. That sounds so much like a White Sox. Or he's I think he's been good though. I mean uh gold glove center fielder Kevin Kiermeyer for seven mil. <laughs> you you move Lee's Robert right. off center. <laughs> no, you put Kevin in right. Put Kevin in right. Uh a lot of Oh, they think someone's going to give Johnny Cueto nine mil. All right, this list is. Yeah, the White Sox. Uh, can I interest you in a 44-year-old Rich Hill? Big year <laughs> yeah. this year. Big Mountain. All right, what Boy. about Jake Ordeezy? Remember him? What are we... Yeah, Ordeezy. He'll be 34. Uh, you need a shortstop? Ahmed Rosario is out there for a cool 6.3. Breaking Montaz is a free agent. Didn't he get shelled for the Yankees? Yeah. I think he was injured and then he was He, was, he was hurt to get the area. Okay. Stay with me here. If this isn't scream stupid White Sox signing, I have no idea what does it. What do you think about Eight point six million for a thirty-four-year-old CJ Crone. <laughs> oh Another of oh, oh absolutely not. But he's the DH. Can play first base. They can fuck with Andrew Vaughn a little bit. Give him a day off. Whatever. It just it's 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 like it. We laugh and we make faces, but you know deep down, it's gonna happen. Yeah, this sounds like maybe it's a maybe. You know what? It's the Chris Getz White Sox, though. So maybe we don't know. That's true. That's very. He's bringing in Barfield. He's letting Tim walk. You know, we don't know what the hell he's gonna do. He's crazy. That's another thing that's annoying to me right now. And I know we're kind of doing it right now, but when people are like, "Oh, this sounds like a white," we don't know. It's a whole new front office. It's a new day. It's a new day on the south side. If and we'll again, it, it is because I think it is a good move. But Chris Getz hasn't followed the traditional Sox moves he has not. so far. So he has not. maybe it is different. And you it doesn't mean God that it's a guarantee well. that it'll be good, but it's different so far. You, you know, I really think if Han and Kenny are still in those seats, TA is back with this team. And like I do think that's a I saw with the Cubs and Jed Hoyer, where I think there is a bit of ego uh where i think it's a it's normal for those guys in high positions when they're running a team and it's their stuff they want their guys in there right they don't like maybe manderson wasn't one of his guys like he's like ah, yeah like i don't oh, i don't see none it of these guys are his guys the guys yeah. that are chris Getz's guys are the guys coming up like a colson montgomery is like his guy but yeah. all these guys they're not chris Getz's guy so he has no attachment yeah. That's one of the biggest Nick things. Nick you're getting dealt. Not one the of my guys. <laughs> male ego, dude. Like, just egos in general. Like, that's my guy. I don't want to admit I'm wrong. So he's saying I'll give him the 14 mil to prove himself like Mitch Watts. But you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, that's yeah, totally exactly. what would have to play. If Kenny and Rick are still in the front office, zero chance they let T.A. walk. They're not admitting they're wrong. And because yeah, and like they would probably for the most I'll part, like position players wise, 
they'd probably just run it back. They'd be like, yeah, no, we believe, like, we still believe in these guys. We saw that Luis Robert healthy is a star. If we can get the other guys to play full seasons healthy, you know, we're going to be a good team. We're going to, yeah. we are a juggernaut. <laughs> we are a sleeping giant. There's too um, many. And you just can't, you can't do that when you've done it three years in a row and you kind of keep seeing the same, the same patterns, especially, and again, we made fun of it. Everybody made fun of it. The culture stuff. But there's some truth to, you know, some of the guys not not showing up to work, not putting in the work. Eloy, not not str- not doing the you bare minimum. You got to of those guys. Stretch. Yeah, especially if you have these young pieces coming up that you're trying to hitch your wagon to, like a Colson Montgomery. You want to get as many of those guys out of the building as possible because that's not how yep. you want them coming up and being like, oh, this is the example that uh, is being set here. So... We'll see. I uh, I'm keeping an open mind. I don't agree with the Tim Anderson move, but I'm keeping an open mind. It you know it might work out. There are some valid arguments for letting him walk. So, um, I am. Well, but we'll we'll be cautiously optimistic about it. Still disagree with it, though. especially. Well, let me find. Let me find some more White Sox, old White Sox signings. Oh, here we go. Thirty-eight when the season starts. First base slash DH for nine million dollars, Carlos Santana. You know, I mean, under the old regime. Okay, look at look at right fielders. Look at like outfielders. That's a little tardy. Thirty-seven year old when the season starts. Fucking Tommy Fan. There's that's a White Sox three million. That's a what that you know what that is that is a White Sox move. I yeah. like oh, Tommy. Here. I know he's hated by like every fucking fan. He had a pretty played. good playoffs too. I like Tommy fan mainly because he shit on the Cardinals after after he left them. But oh, here's I like Tommy you. fan. Thirty years old when the season starts for fifteen point two million. Harrison Bader, Bader, uh, Bader whatever. The next Mike Trout, Harrison Bader. No, he's the next Aaron Rowland if he goes to the South Side. He's grindy. Um, what if he can? Oh. He could be the Adam Angle that people thought Adam Angle was going to be. Harrison yeah. Bader. Here's your uh, your infield help. Twenty seven years old when the season starts for six point four million. Isaiah Kiner Falefa. Oh no, Kiner Falefa. IKF. He was so bad in New York. So they were like praying for him to go away. <laughs> yeah. I was... All right, this is a Kenny Williams signing. 37 years old when the season starts for 6.8 mil. Andrew McCutcheon. Hey, you want a vet? You want a vet? How much was it? 6.8, you said? What, what they was said it? six. They think he's going to make 6.8. That seems a bit steep for Cutch. He made, five, he made 5 million last year, but he had a decent year, but... I think part of that was being back in Pittsburgh, having a young team around him. They caught a little fire for a little bit, but yeah, I don't think he's getting more than five. But uh, Jesus Christ, some of these names. Oh, wait, no, Tim is on this list. Good Lord. What's his market value? <laughs> 5.1. Yeah. All right, we can bring him back to be the second baseman now. <laughs> Gets us playing chess, baby. <laughs> Here's your catching solution. The the Carlos Rodan. Remember, you guys non-tendered him, and then you signed him for uh, three million dollars. All right, now we're now we're cooking with gas. I, I, I this, can get behind. Oh, that. here we go. 
I want this signing to happen. It won't, but I want it to. 33 years old when the season starts. Your starting catcher for a cool 10 mil, Mitch Garber. I'm well, he's, he, he's yeah. me the backup to Salvi. <laughs> I'm surprised. Yeah, they, okay. Salvi. They, they got Raylo on here making 6.2 mil. Too much. That's a bit much. Do you, I mean, okay. If the he White was Sox good with the, the Angels, though. I mean, if the White Sox want a good culture guy, if they want a competent right fielder, still plays good defense. Coming off a solid offensive year, he's a free agent. Jason Hayward. Yeah, stop with that shit. There's no way. Why not? There's, there's, there's numbers. He's good. He's I know, but I don't. I think he's either getting re-upped by the Dodgers or he's retiring. I think he's at that point of his career. He's only 33. <laughs> Jason Hayward ain't signing with no goddamn 100 lost team. They could. No damn Money well. talks. They throw I, a couple too plenty. many zeros behind pl- that contract. Jason Hayward's got plenty of money. Do you want his, his numbers from 2023? He slashed 269, 340, 473. He hit 15 home runs, had a 121 WRC plus, 2.2 war. He's only going to be, he's 33, 34 next summer. No, I get all that. I just feel like he's a product of playing Dodgers. I don't see him being like, oh, 100 lost team. Yeah, that sounds fun. They fixed them. They just made, they, they told him, stop trying to be a contact guy, sell out on power. And he did. He had his, one of his better seasons. Maybe I'll go back. That short day. porch in a, on the south side? Come on. I don't know. I don't see him leaving L.A. Uh, well, L.A. is going to be guys... spending all their money on no time. Question. Can you hear my dogs? Yes. Yes. Okay. Shit. Well, I heard like one. I'm going to go on. They're going crazy. They didn't like Jason didn't Hayward's like suggestion that. either. Yeah, yeah, they, sorry. They, they really were upset. Uh, I'm trying to get you guys good players. Shelby Miller is still getting paid. Oh, yeah. He got 1.5 mil from the Dodgers. Oh, oh, that reminded me. You guys are going to sign Noah Syndergaard. <laughs> that would be a He's so bad. Didi Dude, him and, I mean, we'd have a, I mean, between him and Kopech, though, we'd just have two guys that look like Thor that are absolutely jacked. I mean, it wouldn't be the <laughs> for, worst uh, thing in the world for promos. For a million dollars a year, would you sign Didi Gregorius? I don't know why not. Shortstop? Yes. Does he still play shortstop? Yeah. No, we're he, he got paid 1.5 last year. All right. Wow. Hey, you know what? Placeholder? Why not? Tell him last shot in the big leagues. We'll give you a million dollars. Let's see what you can do. It's like Jim, Jimmy Rollins all over again. Yeah, it would be a very Jimmy Rollins <laughs> type deal. Yeah, but Jimmy had a good resume where Didi doesn't have nearly the resume. Didi, that Didi is the poster boy for what could have been. He was supposed to be so good. I mean, this list gets very depressing the more you go down. <laughs> Chase the Young. The grass isn't always green. Eric Haas, White Sox killer. Eric Haas. As your catcher? Yes. As our catcher for a million dollars a year. Better than what we got. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just hope Joey Votto goes somewhere good. I'm a big Joey Votto guy. How about this prediction? Christ gets 
become GM of the year in 2020. Eduardo, you're welcome to these comments any day. You're going to be really long, but you're welcome. So, all right, boys. That's a good hour and a half. Salad. You guys got anything else? Uh, I will say, um, you know, bad couple of years aside, and we did allude to it earlier, though. Tim is, I think, going to go down as one of the all-time White Sox. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's just why I'm you, with that. Yeah. If you look at his, like, just impact, like I said it earlier, but he made the White Sox relevant nationally when they really shouldn't have been, if you were looking at the record. With the whole bat flips and everything, he was fun to watch over his eight years here. Uh, the Field of Dream games is one of the better recent Sox memories that I've had as a fan. So I do appreciate everything that Tim did. So. In my opinion, visually appealing, like perfect baseball moments, that walk-off home run, that photo of him jump, about to jump on home yeah. plate with the team waiting and the fireworks going off in the pitch black night because of the lights and like everything. That is one of the best photos in baseball. And again, this is I'm not a Tim hater, I'm not uh whatever you want to label, but I thought that was the right move. And I will continue to think that was the right move until we'll see. I, I mean, will tell, yeah. Yeah, in all things with sports, you know, we get our jerk reaction to moves, trades, cuts, signings, whatever. There's always that knee jerk, like right away reaction. And then you let it play out. And that's why there's accounts like Colt Take Exposed and all that shit, because this is what sports people do is we make these takes right off the bat. And sometimes you got to eat it. But I mean, I hope he catches on with the major league. Some for $5 million a year, someone will sign him to play second base. Cubs third baseman, maybe? Him and Nick right. Magical positional battle in the in, the, in preseason. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fucking hilarious. Spring Cubs training positional battle: Tim Anderson versus Nick Magical. Nick Madrigal. God, I can't handle another spring could training you get, positional could, battles of mediocrity like that. Yuri, Rami Gonzalez, Jake Berger. Uh, Buddy, buckle up battle. because the way they're gonna fill this <laughs> buckle. Team, there's gonna be a it's gonna be a mid off all season, dude. Ugh. This is gonna the, be bad. Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger got non-tender by the Dodgers. Goes to the Cubs. Has a great season. Tim Anderson gets uh, shooed away from the Sox. Cubs bring him in. Turn his career around. Where are you gonna put him though? Third base. Uh, third base. He is gonna be battling with Nick. He's Mag- not gonna be able to play third base. Yeah. And I think Nick Magical wins that battle from a defensive standpoint, if I'm being honest with you. I mean, you. we're going off 2023 by a lot. They yeah. hit the same. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all very much for joining us on this special Sunday night edition. If you guys like this episode, maybe we go back to two nights a week, but that's going to be really shitty in the off season. So maybe we'll We have to save it there. for the bigger move. Yeah, we'll, we'll save that up. But <laughs> if something big does go down, a big trade, a big signing, and again, like I said, this is – it could be a very mid-off season, but it's going to be an eventful off season. So when shit like this happens, as long as we can get three out of the four of us together, we will jump on. Uh, another thing that you should be on the lookout for is YouTube Shorts. That's a big thing now, so we'll probably start posting those up when other news pops out. One of us will jump on and do it real quick. Uh, but I want to say a big special thank you to uh, Missy and Alex for their super chat donations tonight. Uh, that will go to the 
for the cause, uh, which will be donating that to the Queen of Hearts raffle for the Oaklawn Special Olympians and the Junior Jordans. Um, and we will be back in our normal time slot on Wednesday night at 8 p.m.-ish Central. Uh, again, felt the love tonight. Appreciate everybody jumping on last-minute notice. Uh, thanks to Mitch and Aldo for jumping on during the Sunday night. Uh, thanks to the Buffalo Bills for hopefully scoring some points so I can hit this fucking over. And we appreciate it. Be good to each other. Everybody have a great week. We'll uh, reconvene here in a couple days. Take care. This Padres bitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Burgess is up and back. Guy just started Shake Shack straight to the dugout. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't pull the wrong strings. Yeah. That time of the year now, Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood, discussions and interviews, straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah, this is what you waiting for. Yeah, you can put it on the board. Yeah, every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for. Yeah, you can put it on the board. Season make it all change.